So Farron's well known for the best burgers in town, but who's got the second best burger in town? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, wow, you caught me off guard there. You should you should just completely shock everybody and say, you know, I'm kind of partial to the Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Carolyn Farron with Farron's Pub and Eatery, residing in downtown Champaign. So at the old location, you basically went into a basement. And so I just noticed on on our Zoom here, you look like you're in a basement. <laughs> yes, I am. My office is in the basement, um, which is nice because I actually have my own office now. My office on Randolph Street was in the middle of the prep kitchen, um, so I never could have done this on Randolph street because there would be dishwashers and prep cooks all around me. Um, so this building does have a basement. Um, we prep down here. The majority of the storage is down here. We have our, our beer walk-in, our food walk-in. Um, so it's, it's quite expansive. Um, and it's very nice to have all this storage. Since we were talking about the old location, give me a brief history of Farron's. Um, well, originally when I bought the location, it was known as Creamy's. It was a little bar, um, that was owned by Linda Warner and I had worked for her for a while and she opened a bar actually on Clark street and she decided she wanted to, to sell Creamy's. And at the time I was in a phase where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so my husband and I decided we would buy it and, we turned it into Farron's and I never really had a great vision as to what I wanted it to, to be. The whole burger thing was not even on my radar. We obviously sold burgers, but trying to attain to best burger in town was not something I was looking at doing, but that's what happened. How long? So what year was that, that you bought Creamies and did you? We opened February 18th, 2000. Was there a period where Creamies was shut down? Exactly five days. She shut down on a Sunday and we reopened Friday morning right there in Randolph. It was five days of literally round the clock work um, to get everything done to reopen on Friday as parents. New name. Was there anything similar for, for the townies out there? They probably know, but was there anything uh, the same on the menu? Uh, we did carry over um, the Lane salad. Um, we made some alterations to the old house salad. Um, there were a few things that we did carry over. They did have burgers. However, they were quarter pound burgers. We changed a lot of the burgers to half pound burgers. It was my blue cheese sauce recipe that we changed to um, there were, there were lots of little tweaks. We expanded the menu. It was a very small menu that Creamy's had. Um, so we expanded it. I wanted to be a restaurant, not a bar. What? So how long had you been thinking of moving out of the Randolph location there? Well, we had looked at quite a few locations in Champaign, um, where Barrel House 34 is on Main Street. At that point, um, in 2003 or four, I believe we looked at that building, we looked at the old train station um, and we were very serious about that. We had plans. Um, we were very excited to possibly move into that building and that kind of fell apart. A couple other locations. Um, it, it was always our hope that we could expand a little bit because as you know, um, the old location on Randolph was extremely small. It was only 1800 square feet. Um, we had 19 tables 
um, and only nine bar seats. So it was very, very small. Nothing ever actually came to fruition. And the location that we're in right now uh, at 117 North Walnut kind of fell into our lap. A friend called and said he had heard a rumor that radio was not doing very well and possibly closing. And at the time, Radio Maria was for sale. I never really considered it. And we looked at it and my husband and I just thought, this really is an awesome location. And we're right in the heart of downtown, corner location. It's a beautiful old building. So we pulled the trigger and it happened extremely quickly. Um, We looked at it December 28th of 2018 and we closed on it and got the keys February 14th of 2019 and reopened July 16th of 2019. There were probably some bumps. What were some of the bumps? (laughs) Oh, there were lots of bumps. Um, There was a lot more work than I thought there was going to be. Um, a lot of electrical to do, a lot of things that no one would ever even know that we did. Cosmetically, of course, you know, we painted, we changed color schemes, we brought in different tables, different chairs, um, those kind of basic things. But there was was a lot to do to the building. Um, As I said, it's a beautiful old building, but when you're dealing with old buildings, you're also dealing with old electrical, old plumbing, (laughs) old HVAC, old walk-ins. So everything had to be be brought up to code and to speed. And that took a lot more money and a lot more time than I thought it was going to. And we also had um, some code issues that quote unquote bit us in the proverbial butt (laughs) unexpectedly. Um, We were ready to open and we're waiting on our last inspections, our occupancy inspections, and a few wrenches got thrown into our plan. So it took another almost two months after that to really get us open. It was, it was challenging. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) At some point in this year, we're going to get back to normal or near normal and it's not going to happen overnight, but let's say the pandemic vanished tomorrow and you were, you were able to open at full capacity. What changes made during the pandemic would you be keeping? Um, that's a good question. Well, for one, we did put in UV filtration, um, into our HVAC and we find it's helped. (laughs) We don't know if it's our, um, the UV filtration, but no one here's really been sick this year. (laughs) I don't know if it's the masks, the filtration, Um, definitely keeping curbside if the city will allow us. (laughs) Um, We'll see where that goes. And also the city's also allowed us to use Taylor street for seating for outdoor seating. So hopefully we'll be able to keep that also. Is there another restaurant owner or business owner in town that you have relied on either during the pandemic or even before just for feedback or for help? I don't know as far as being unique to my restaurant. I've reached out to a lot of people, but in general, Chris Knight, you know, who owns the Blind Pig, um, he did everything very well, very safely. You know, we commiserated. Next door, Sam's Cafe, Kopi Cafe, um, Esquire, you know, kind of all my Walnut Street neighbors. You know, we talk, we commiserate, we try and support each other. It's like a little family here on Walnut. And we have to include, you know, the non-restaurants too, Flourish and 10,000 Villages. You know, they're they're part of our, our little world here too. And now we have Suzu's Bakery too, who's been, a, they've been a wonderful addition to Walnut Street. And 
they come and get French fries and we go and get baked goods. <laughs> when did you realize, okay, we're, we're going to be known or we're now known for our burgers. What was the, what burger did you put on the menu or burgers that were a hit and you went, okay, this is it. We found our groove. Well, actually our most popular burger is our Russell burger. Love that. Love it. Oh, it's the most amazing burger. And we had a regular who actually took the mother load burger and made some adjustments to it. And his name was Russell and he worked at Springfield Electric. And then people started coming in and saying, hey, I want to I want to get that burger that Russell gets. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then Russell would come in and say, hey, I want commission on the burgers. That- <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he and his wife were uh, great regulars. And I know Robin, I can use their last name. It's Robin and Russell Clare. Unfortunately, Russell did develop brain cancer and we lost him seven years ago, but not before we could throw him a little party. It was actually just two weeks before he died. We didn't realize he was that close, but Robin and I got together and I'd always wanted to have a a party for him, thanking him for creating our most popular burger. And Robin and I finally got to do it on a Sunday and we packed Farron's, the old location. and. It was amazing. It was awesome. And we we got to give Russell all the credit that he deserved for that burger. And unfortunately, two weeks later, we lost him. Um, but we have a little memorial area in the back of the restaurant. We had one at Fer- the old Farron's too. He is very near and dear to my heart and always will be. That is such a great story, Carolyn. That is fantastic. And I don't I don't know that a lot of people know that. And what what a legacy. I mean, we all want to kind of leave our mark in some way. Okay, so if if I'm what what do you put on if you just want a plain burger? You are Carolyn Farron, one of the owners of Farron's. You go and you're like, I'm I'm ready for a burger, but I don't want the Russell, the mother load, or anything. What do you put on a burger? What what makes a delicious burger for Carolyn? Okay, well if I'm not eating the Russell, which is my absolute favorite burger, um, then I'm probably kind of a, just a burger purist. Um, a burger, American cheese, some pickles, and some onions, and ketchup and mustard. Okay, and then what what would ruin? You see somebody do it, you don't tell them because they're a customer. The customer's always <laughs> right, but they're like, I want a plain burger and please bring me blank. And you're like, oh no. Um, I guess the only thing that makes me cringe is when people order it extremely well done because we use, we use um, a custom blend from Old Time Meat and Deli. It's very good meat. Like I said, it's a custom blend and it's very juicy and I hate overcooking it because it just dries it out and I feel like it takes away all the flavor because the meat is so good. You really don't need to put anything on that burger. All right. So back to you're the owner. What is the first thing you typically have to do when you go in? You walk in, you put your, you know, your coat down and all that stuff. What's like the first thing that grabs your attention all the time? Well, that varies from day to day. Um, normally I check in with my managers and they give me the rundown on what's going on. And sometimes like this morning, it's, you walk through the door, you throw your coat down and deal with water that's coming through your floor or calling your electrician because you have lights flickering. Other days, it's just coming in, walking around, everything's copacetic and it's a happy day. (laughs) Yeah, I would I would think water coming through the floor or down from the ceiling are probably two of the worst things that can happen in any business or home. Oh, it very, very much so. And there's kind of a funny story with this building because we had, for 19 years, we had a perpetual leak 
at the old location. And it was one of the reasons I really wanted to move because I was really tired of that leak. <laughs> um, it was right over the window on the ramp. And this building, we have apartments above the restaurant. So we weren't really concerned about leaks, but we received the keys on February 14th in 2019. And my husband and I walked in and it was dark and we flipped on the lights and there was a leak. (laughs) (laughs) And we looked at each other and we said, what the heck did we just get ourselves into? Was it a leaky apartment uh, thing above? Is that what it was? It was. It was, I think it was, I think it ended up being a refrigerator, ice maker, water line that had. So random. Yes. <laughs> and uh, how how awesome is that? I mean, you've got, you know, do, do the apartment dwellers above, if you've ever like overcooked for the night, you've got some extra whatever, do you go knocking on their door and say, hey, it's Farron's. Guess what? Extra fries for y'all. No, because uh, since we cook to order, we don't really ever have extra product. Um, but uh, our neighbors do order. We had one one of our neighbors that we had. She just moved out. She bought her own house. Um, she was awesome. We have another another one that orders very frequently from us. So we have we have great neighbors upstairs. We're pretty easy because we close fairly early. So we're not too much of a burden on them. We're not overly loud or noisy. So, And like uh, Jimmy John says, free smells. Yes, definitely free smells. One of the tenants of M2, actually, who was a regular, said that's what they miss about us being on Randolph because they could always smell the bacon cooking in the morning. And it is true. We, The bacon smell on Randolph Street, you could smell it for blocks. <laughs> What uh, what's going on at that old location there on Randolph? Um, nothing that I know of. I believe the for rent sign is still still up. I think I'm gonna look into that and maybe open a place called uh, uh, Karen's. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody will be named Karen, even the guys. <laughs> um, so Farron's well known for the best burgers in town, uh, but uh, who's got the second best burger in town? Mm, that's a good question. Um, wow, you caught me off guard there. You should you should just completely shock everybody and say, you know, I'm kind of partial to the Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was back in my college days because that was that was definitely what you went and got Sunday morning when you were out too late on Saturday night. Um, do you eat when you travel, um, whether it's for business or pleasure or a seminar or whatever? Do you purposely try to eat out if you can, and if you do? Have you ever brought anything back, like an idea or a menu item or even something silly like the way that they serve up the dressing on the side of a salad or something? Oh, definitely. I'm As a restaurateur and as most restaurateurs, I think we all do that. I think we all are on, on the constant prowl for different ideas, ways. And they're always small ideas. I don't ever try and completely rip off somebody else's idea, but I've, I've taken away little decorative ideas or a dessert or something. But when my husband and I travel or when family travels, we do try and find the quote unquote best burger in town and see how it compares to ours. You know, for instance, in Jerome, Arizona, we found the haunted burger. They were known for their burgers and it was a great little burger joint. Great burgers, great desserts, great presentation. That's probably one of my favorite little burger joints that I found outside of Illinois. 
And what's it called again? The Haunted Burger in Jerome, Arizona. There is a place in Las Vegas. I th- I, th- I follow them on Instagram. I, I think Instagram suggested it. It's called Holstein's Shakes and Buns in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, that's a good tip for Arizona folks. Well, Jerome's a great little town. Just I always plug Jerome. It's a, it's a great little town. It's a very artsy town. What took you to Jerome, Arizona? Uh, we were in Sedona. We were actually staying in Sedona and we did a little day trip. It's about 45 to a, minutes to an hour outside of Sedona. We had just heard about it, heard it was a cool little town and drove over there. And it was great. We, we want to go back soon. Carolyn, thanks for squeezing me in. I know it's it's been busy. We've been going back and forth by text, but uh, I really appreciate you taking some time to sit down at the desk there and uh, chat with me. Well, thanks for the invite, and I wish you and Deb all the best and hope that we will see you for a burger back here very soon. Yeah, sitting at the bar. That's the best place. Sitting at the bar. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, that's the show. And if you have a comment or suggestion, my email is steve at holstein.co, or you can use the link that's in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. You'll also find a link for the newsletter in there. Sign up for that. You'll find out who's coming up uh, in future episodes of the show. You'll get some show notes, you'll get links, and you'll get my pick of the week. That's pick as in picture. Check that out. I hope you have a great day or night whenever you're listening, and I'll talk to you soon.